What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Skate Through Life podcast, the show that works the skills and drills you need to master your life one week at a time through personal development, conquering your fears, and of course, falling on your face, then getting back up again. I'm your host, self-mastery coach, amateur roller skater, and outspoken non-binary femme, L. Tommy. Are you ready to roll? Let's lace up and hit the pavement. Hello, hello, skaters. Hi, friends. I am immensely grateful to be back here again with you another week. You know, when I was preparing to launch this podcast project, my brain was very into telling me that I would never find enough to talk about. And that after a few episodes, I would resign to the podcast flopping before it had hit any ears. As it turns out, though, the more we do, the more we can do, the more we grow, the more we seek growth. And I am experiencing this week over week as I create these episodes for you and hear from you in return about what you've taken away from them. I'm very thankful for those of you that are listening and sharing and reaching out to me about, you know, what you're taking away. It it does mean so much to me and I'm feeling this immense gratitude and also so much tenderness. So this week, I want to get a little soft with you, (laughs) a little tender. I want to explore and talk about my relationship to God. Not the God from your religious text, but maybe also sort of the same one. This is more about my experience with connection and how it became the driving force that truly changed my life. Renewed faith, renewed hope. I want to talk about this today because I am sure I cannot be the only person who spent much of their life rejecting the ideals of faith and of religion and God. I lived my life with a real anti-God complex. I had a lack of belief in anything that I could not see with my own eyes or rationalize with my mind. You see, I was raised around the Catholic Church. My Lebanese grandparents were devout Catholics, and so it was very important to my father that we be part of their faith. We were, as a family, very active participants in the church. I sang in the choir, and I acted as an altar support for some of the masses, and I had to attend Sunday school every week until I reached my confirmation age of 14 in ninth grade. And then I was allowed a break. (laughs) As I came into my own understandings of the world as a child and a teen, I struggled to see how this faith was supporting me, how this church was supporting me. Saying grace felt so bizarre to me to thank God for the food that my mother had spent the time preparing for us, that I had watched her prepare for us. The Catholic Church has historically also been very rules-oriented, right? Don't do this, do that. And rules have always been very hard for me. In fact, when I got to the confirmation age, when I was 14, I had to select a saint to be confirmed under, and I chose St. Joan of Arc. She was 
scarcely recognized as a saint in the Catholic Church. I think she was more akin to being seen as a witch, but she was sainted. And so I chose her much to the chagrin of my <laughs> clergy members overseeing me. A rebel I was against rules that I could not understand the point of. And this is something I still see as part of my personality today. I'm a real questioner. Maybe this resonates for you as well, Skater, as you consider your own relationship to faith or to religion. Maybe your struggles have been even more complex than mine. I was not yet aware of my queer status in my time at the church, so I was also not yet aware of the lack of acceptance that queer people were given by the Catholic Church in those years, especially in the 90s. I would have also altered my relationship to it and to faith even further had I been out and aware of my queerness at that time. After I turned 14 and went through my confirmation, church became something that I only attended with my grandparents when they would visit. I felt very confident in saying, I don't believe in God. At that time, I was also feeling that I could either believe in God or believe in science. There was no space for both to exist. And I internalized this belief and made it a part of who I was, a person who did not believe in God a person without faith. I thought that would suit me just fine, but it was also, I realize now many years later, just another rule that I had created to live within. I was a person who needed to believe in the tangible, but I also believed in ghosts and I have seen ghosts. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that on another podcast. I was superstitious. I believed and I still believe in reincarnation. I believe in karma and the balancing of the universe through it. Could all of these things exist in an internal world void of belief? No, I, I don't think they could have. I was holding a rigid belief in what God had to mean, a bias from the lens of how God had always been presented to me in church as a child and as a teenager an omnipotent being who could see everything I did and choose if I should be rewarded or punished for it. And is that not just karma, <laughs> which I already believed in? Many, many years without faith, I was then introduced to the world of RuPaul. <laughs> That's not the pivot you were expecting, was it? But in 2015, I began to gain this interest in the world of drag. I'd been pulled on stage at a drag show when I was in Australia and immediately was enamored with the idea of beautiful caricatures of human beings producing bar theater through song and through comedy. It was the exact accumulation of the things I loved. And when I came back to Canada, I began to obsessively look into what the culture of drag was like where I lived. By 2017, I emerged into the world for the very first time as my now drag persona, Dolly Pardon. My relationship to drag is perhaps a story better saved for another episode because drag has taught me a lot about myself in a lot of ways. But the point I'm getting at here is that RuPaul has this very famous quote, and it stuck with me since I first saw it tattooed on the arm of a coworker at my very first job as a graphic designer. 
And it is this. We are all God in drag. What a concept that I could be God. You could be God. Presenting exactly as who we are right here, right now. We are all God in drag. This was the beginning of my reconnection to faith in some ways. My reconnection to spirit, to connectivity. And I hope that it might offer you some insights of your own. I never could have believed how much this might shift again for me as we came into the pandemic in 2020. Things can change so fast, friends. We can change so fast. So let's get rolling ahead, shall we? It is occurring to me as I deliver this podcast to you that there is another piece of wisdom that I've long carried in my heart and shared with many others in my life. And it is in alignment with this quote from RuPaul that we're talking about. Be humble for you are made of earth. Be noble for you are made of stars. Somewhere under my complete rejection of the structured religion of God, I was also prescribed to what people of faith might call being made in his image. I have long acknowledged my belief in reincarnation because we are all made of matter and matter cannot be created or destroyed. That's science. (laughs) This is also low-key why I believe humans feel they have connection to specific animals or other specific elements in nature. I really do think that it is because some past version of who we once were was one of those creatures or one of those things. And now the overlap of matter that created that thing that now creates us, we resonate with, we feel connected to, that there is just this overlapping of atoms that makes us feel a closeness that we can't describe. That's just a little personal quirk. (laughs) So did I have faith then? I guess that I did. The stories from the Bible just didn't sit with me in a way that offered me belief, connection, grounding. I had no way of tying these beliefs together for myself in a way that a religious text might. I was a spiritual being having an earthly experience with nothing to tether me either to the ground or to the heavens. And I know you might be wondering, Skater, how this might manifest within a person. And if you are anything like me, it has meant living without a sense of purpose or intention, wanting something more in life, to hold more impact, but not knowing fully what it means to feel like you have purpose or that you walk with intention. This is honestly why coaching around aligning with your life's purpose is so heckin' potent and important to me. I never felt like I had direction. I never felt like my life had meaning. I didn't want to come to the end of life without having achieved my purpose, but I've never understood what it meant to feel like I had purpose. Does this resonate for you? In 2020, further salt into the wound, the pandemic hit. At the same time as we were shifting into a full lockdown where I lived, I was also for the first time in four years or maybe more than four years in a relationship. 
And I very quickly, very intensely fell in love with this person. And then it ended abruptly and painfully. And my depression became this all-consuming thing. I found myself thinking often about disappearing. I wanted to vanish into thin air. My thoughts were dark and lonely and void of connection to anyone else at the time. I was isolated in my apartment and the silence was deafening to me. It was in the throes of this darkness, of this coming face to face with feeling without purpose and unneeded, unnecessary, that I came across the greatest gift in my life. And that was tarot. Very truthfully, Skater, I'm not sure what called me to tarot. It was so strong at the time. But I found myself braving the pandemic to purchase a deck of my own. I walked up to this independent bookstore that was not far from my apartment, and I waited in line to be one of the few customers allowed in. And I picked up my first deck, the traditional Rider Waite, the most used tarot deck in history. (laughs) And I brought it home and I began to learn. And the more I learned, the more I let go of the weight that I was carrying. It was slow, but it was happening. The heartache was lifting a little bit. And the more I began to trust myself, the more I began to lean into the connection of energy. And the more that I did this, leaning into my connection to energy and trusting myself, the more that I finally found it. Faith, connection, purpose. Tara was a language that I picked up faster than any language before. It made sense to me. It was clear and resonant. It allowed me not only to be God in drag, but to speak to God through cards. I learned in this process that what we call God is really just the source of energy that we come from. The energy that is still a part of who we are today. The thing that makes us alive. I believe that so many of us lose faith because like my struggle with religion, we don't understand how we are actually connected to it. The stories and characters just don't resonate for us in any kind of way that holds impact. But there is this space in you and me and everyone else that we can learn where our connection is and what our connection is to that energy that makes everything in this world, in this universe, come truly alive. Maybe for you, music is that language. Perhaps you feel it in your entire body and it pulls emotion through you, makes you feel understood when you share it with others. Perhaps it is the flow state you enter when you're creating art or building a shed or solving a really complex math problem. You can call it God, Or you can call it source, universe, spirit, anything else you like. 
whatever feels comfortable and resonant for you. Tarot has become my sacred text. It is full of these complexities, but presents with simplicity. It is dynamic and responsive and allows me to speak to the deepest parts of both my subconscious and the collective conscious or consciousness, I guess, really. (laughs) If you've also fallen out of connection with any kind of faith and you too find yourself grappling with feelings that you might never align with a sense of purpose, as I did for many painful years, Skater, I want to use the rest of this episode to help you explore making your way back to that feeling of connection, grounding, and meaning in your own life. I want to thank you for allowing me to be soft with you in this episode and for holding the space to hear my journey and how I got here. I really can't wait to hear about your own too. Okay, admittedly, there is a gap in my own journey back to connection. I did not jump from losing religious faith straight into RuPaul. (laughs) I had a step in the middle that completely changed my world in more ways than I could possibly describe or would ever have had the foresight to know at the time. This happened when I was in my second year of university. I enrolled in a Buddhism class because I was told it was an easy religion course and I had a prerequisite number of religious courses I had to take to fulfill my undergraduate degree at the time. So I took this course to make my academic life a little bit easier. But what it did was actually make my entire life easier. This class taught me the power of slowing down, the power of paying attention, the power of connecting to myself, the power of being still and quiet and aware. Buddhism showed me very literally the middle path. It wasn't religion, but it was spiritual. It was philosophical, but it wasn't preachy. And because of this gift that it brought into my life, this gift of mindfulness, I want to start you here, Skater. The first step into grounding, connection, and your journey towards feeling legitimate purpose is slowing the heck down. Slow down. Permission granted. I know at first you're going to feel antsy as hell because I very surely did. (laughs) Your brain is going to throw a barrage of thoughts at you with the urgency of that moment that you walk in the front door after a long drive that you needed to pee for the last 45 minutes of. Let it. Shush it. You cannot align with yourself, with source, or anything else if you cannot slow yourself down. Sit still. Ground your feet or your butt into the floor. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Gradually slow down your breath. Feel your heart beating. Begin to release the tension in your body 
I am sure some is hovering around your jaw, your neck, or your shoulders. Allow it to ease out of you. Learning to be able to slow down was a gift I did not know I needed. Hello, recovering busy person over here. So my very first piece of wisdom in returning to connection is this. Slow down. Stop. See how your body responds to the process of stopping. Witness how it might fight you and do your best to soothe it. Learning to slow down kicked off enormous changes in my life. Once you rein your horses in and you slow down, Skater, the second piece of wisdom that supported my own journey was to learn true awareness. Awareness of your body, awareness of your emotions, awareness of your knowing or your second brain. Call it your intuition. This one also came from the mindfulness camp being able to bring the brain back to the present moment and being able to come back home into my body. A way that is super effective and easy to explore with your body or with this process is a body scan meditation. If you've never done one, there are many available online for you to play with. What I love about a guided body scan is that I have someone else to guide my thoughts. Their voice can act as an anchor and I can tether to it. They'll offer cues that can be followed without the brain wandering around. It is a forced self-awareness and your only job when you engage with it is to be present and observe. If you'd like to become more aware of your emotional state, Something I love to work on with my clients is having them name emotions as they come up. Naming is so powerful. Giving names to things is more powerful for your brain than you could ever imagine. So getting in the practice of naming what you are feeling to yourself is the very first step in recognizing your own patterns, your own emotional triggers. And it's also that first step in being able to more effectively communicate your feelings to somebody else. If you struggle to name your emotions as they come up, like if it confuses you and you're not sure what the emotion is that you're feeling, that's okay. Start with thinking about them and see how your body responds. I'm going to explain what I mean by this. (laughs) I want you to take a moment now and think about the last time you got angry, like really cheesed off. Remember the circumstance. Remember the words that were used. Conjure up that feeling you had of being angry. Where are you feeling that in your body? Is the feeling hot, cold, tingling, shooting? Does it feel constrictive or expansive? Anger is an easy one to start with because it's a big emotion and we know it when we're feeling it. And so if you start with some of these bigger emotions, anger, joy, excitement, fear, envy, these ones are easier for us to pull forward. 
And you can try this for as many emotions as you want. And as you get more used to feeling how that emotion feels inside of your body, it will become easier to identify your emotions in the future. Like if I know I feel sadness as a constricting in my throat, then when my throat is constricting, I can look to that cue. I can understand that maybe I'm feeling sad about something. Our bodies teach us so much. They tell us so much. We just don't often listen. And that brought me right back to slowing down, learning to stop and listen. So try that and see how it goes. The last wisdom on self-connection is to begin to reflect. I know that journaling is not something that we all get excited about, but doing it is a really great tool. And if it's not the tool for you, I've talked about using voice memos apps before, but you could have this as a conversation with a trusted loved one as well if you need to just like verbally process something. When I went through my last capital B big breakup, I started a journal practice that was the most simplistic journal practice I thought that I could handle at the time. I literally just would write down the date, my mood, something I was grateful for, and then maybe one other sentence about something I was thinking about. I want you to take the pressure off of making journaling feel like having to fill a certain number of pages or following any kind of rules. Write draw, create poetry, see what is inside of your brain. You might find that you are very surprised at what surfaces for you. Why am I starting here with self-connection? Well, like RuPaul said, we are all God and drag, which means we're already as close to God, source, universe, or whatever word you're using as we need to be to connect. What I've learned in this last year especially is the more that we can become aware of ourselves and our inner worlds, the closer to source connection we will become. It is a magic unlike any I have ever known. And I think it's one that's hard to believe in until you're starting to experience it. But the closer I am to self, the closer I am to everything else. It is powerful skater. It really is. Tarot became the real definitive acceptance of this truth for me in my life. It was a portal to becoming close to myself in ways I never have been. And that unlocked for me this connection to my intuition that was this deeply buried gem inside of my frantic and distracted body and brain. I had no idea how much power I held. I had no idea this gift that I had for speaking through a deck and into the hearts of others. I would never have learned any of that had I not undergone this very slow trek back to my self-connection. You cannot connect to your sense of purpose in this world without first connecting to yourself, like who you really and truly are under all of the layers and masks that you wear at work, with your friends, with your family, or anywhere else. I spent a lot of years of my life thinking that I really did know myself through and through. I would tell you up and down that I knew myself. 
And the truth is that I really had no idea of self. I had only the concepts of who I wanted to be seen as in the world by other people. That is the difference. The more layers I pull back on who I really am, what I really am turned on by and feel connected to, the more my purpose presents itself to me, the more amplified it is. Tarot showed me that connection is my purpose. Connection to others through my connection, not only to myself, but to the universe, to source, to God. Tara was my gateway to coaching, which is this incredible thing, I feel, when I think about how I got here. And when I landed on coaching, I knew I was exactly where I was always meant to be before I even knew that I was supposed to be there. I want this to be the feeling that you carry for what you are doing in life too, friend. And to remind you that your purpose might also not be your career. The two are not mutually exclusive. Tarot was my portal, but yours will be something different. Continue to be curious as you move through the world and know that you will come into alignment with it if you keep that open, curious mind. Like calls to like. You will find each other. Well, uh, this episode (laughs) was kind of different for us, wasn't it, friends? And on your own journey into connection with yourself or with anything or anyone else, I'm not sure that I could offer concise and universal skills drills to support you through it, but I can offer you one. As I mentioned in this episode, tarot was the clouds parting aha moment for me on my reconnection to my sense of faith. It took me a lot of years to find it. And had I not taken the time to really work with it, I may have never learned that it was the gift I had been looking for all along. The gift to root me into myself, into the earth, and into my sense of purpose. What I want to leave you with this week is curiosity. Begin to connect with yourself and be curious as you interact with the world. What are the things that bring you delight? awe? What do you feel called to explore more of or less of? Where do you feel you're best received and what skills are you most often praised for? Where is flow state easy for you and what is it hard for you to give your energy to? My path back to connection was not linear, nor was it quick, but I also don't know that I was aware that I was looking for it even until I found it. Know that you can have a leg up on me. (laughs) You can have a leg up on me at least by beginning the process of actively seeking it out, of seeking your connection, of your purpose, of your meaning, of your grounding, of your connection to universe, to energy, to source, to God, whatever you want to call it. The second part of this is that I want you to start to look for coincidences and signs that you're on the right path. Not everyone is into the idea of angel numbers, okay? But ask the universe to show you a sign that you are on the right path towards your purpose and connection at the beginning of the day. 
and then just see what you stumble across. Are there songs you keep hearing? Are there numbers you keep seeing? Pay attention when those moments happen, when you start to notice those like synchronicities. Are there people who cross your mind and then you hear from them? Oof, I love that. They likely are meant to be on your path. It's an excellent sign. What I've been reluctant to learn, but has changed my entire life (laughs) is that things are not separated by as much as I often think that they are. The world is matter and math and repetition. When we bring our awareness to our own worlds and see how our world is not so different from the world anyone else has within them at their true core, away from the systemic differences or life circumstances at that true core, we are not so much different as we are the same. And I hope you leave this episode today feeling empowered, empowered in knowing that you are already a universe unto yourself. You are God in drag, and so is everyone else. I felt called this week to create this soft podcast on a topic that is both actionable and not coaching and not it is something deeply personal well personable (laughs) it is something deeply personal to me but it's something that i also rarely if ever talk about i'm not entirely sure even why this is what i felt i needed to talk about today but i know i wanted it to be said and i hope that it gave you something if it did i would love to hear about it If you really loved it, please share it with a friend who might like to hear it. I'm so grateful for your time and for allowing your world to overlap with my own. And if you are interested in tarot or guidance from tarot, know that that's a service that I also offer. And you can visit my website and submit your request to have a reading together from wherever you are in the world. I will be so grateful to share the messages from my deck to you. This episode feels very vulnerable to me, and I very truthfully am unsure how you're all going to take it and if you're going to like it, but I hope that you do, and I hope that you did, and that it's given you something to think about. I think creating this episode has given me a lot to think about too. I'm sending you all my very biggest love and the hope that you find space to connect even one degree more to yourself and to this big, beautiful earth and universe and source and God and whatever you want to call it this week. I'm sending you all my best. I just said that. That doesn't even matter. I'll see you back here next week. All right. Catch ya. Thank you so much for skating with us today, friend. I hope you took away the tips you need to keep rolling on your own self-mastery journey. Be sure to find me over on Instagram at yourcoachl for even more insight. And feel free to reach out to me there with any skills or drills you would like to see covered here on the show. 
You can also visit me at ellentommy.com to learn more about working with me one-on-one. Now, go enjoy some rest, marinate on our lessons today, and I'll see you back here next week. Love ya. Love yourself too.